it's been interesting as we've been planning this summit that yeah. I've been probably the more experienced one and I have one. three years <laughs> I have like two years of experience and it's like oh he's the most knowledgeable yeah, yeah. he knows the history I'm like I knew like two years of it I guess I'm John Stevens and this is Pod Russell this is Pod well, I want to welcome y'all to uh, Pod Have Mercy today. We've got some um, really guests that I love and have grown to love over uh, my time at Chapelwood. And um, why don't y'all just in- introduce yourselves and tell us just a little about yourselves, and we'll jump into what we're doing today. Yeah. Um, my name is Joseph Patty. I've been here uh, just about a year as the director of student ministry and causing a lot of trouble and uh, it's been a lot of fun that's great it was a year ago um that we did this podcast and you had just like you were second day country like (laughs) (laughs) the born on date was like super fresh (laughs) yeah i met i met 150 students the day before so uh, for the first time that was fun that was was a great week yeah um i'm evan Naring. i'm the associate director of serving ministries i actually just completed my third year Wow. here at uh, Chapelwood and second year kind of help with sites at Summit. So it's wonderful. Yeah. And Evan, you're getting married like within the next 30 days. Well, uh, three <laughs> weeks and a couple days. Yeah. So, amazing. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff to think through. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. You. Well, we're at, um, we're uh, in Lake Charles, Louisiana at Summit this week. Um, and if the stats are right, we've brought 150 kids uh, from across Pretty Houston. Close, yeah. Uh, with 50 adult kind of uh, volunteers as well. Yeah. yeah, we got just shy of 200 people with us. So Great. Can you guys kind of tell us um, about Summit, maybe some of the history and what its purpose is and what we're, what, what we're doing here this week? Yeah. Uh, Evan, I'll let you speak to the history of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been interesting as we've been planning this summit that yeah. I've been probably the more experienced one, and I have one. three years. <laughs> <laughs> I have like two years of experience, and it's like, oh, he's the most knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah. He knows the history. I'm like, I knew like two years of it. I guess. <laughs> you it's know great. what we did in COVID. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, that's true. So, um, I mean, history-wise, um, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Two years of COVID, yeah, and exactly. you are the uh, <laughs> the most. Experienced that's great so um yeah history wise i mean summit's been going on for a while now i mean decades right decades i want to say oh 20 years but i could be off on that number but it you know it started off as just you know back with joseph clam and and Mm. just going on mission and it's evolved into what it is today and and they kind of outgrew a lot of the um army stuff and and at, at some point you're so big you just got to figure out how to do it on your own and yeah um and so we did it and it's kind of just like morphed into its own thing yeah. um where it is this mission trip that that we do all the legwork from top to bottom on and we partner <laughs> with yeah. uh we partner with local community resources and churches and um come alongside and and the aim is is to come alongside what god is already doing in a community mm. instead of like, oh, here we are, Chapelwood to come save the day. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we're just, we're leaning into what uh, SWLA LA Response is, is doing, and they're kind of a staple in the community, and their whole mission is to empower the local church mm. uh, to do recovery work and to repair from uh, all the hurricanes that have hit Lake Charles yeah, over the yeah. last couple of years. Yeah. Well, and I think... Joseph really hit on a good point and a real heart, I would say, of Summit is that, like, especially whenever they got away from your army and said, hey, we're going to, you know, 
we're going to start kind of putting it together ourselves and planning it from top to bottom. Um, and I didn't want to, Summit never wanted to be a thing where we come into a community, do a bunch of work and then leave. And like, you know, I think realizing that there can be harm with short term missions like that, but right. it became a, Hey, like let's partner with local organizations, like wherever we're going, whether it's we're in Lake Charles this year, partnering with SWLA or last year, whenever we're in Waco partnering with grassroots, there's always a local organization component mm-hmm. there so that, you know, these houses, I mean, the reality of it is these people need a lot more work and a lot more help than just we can provide in four days. Right. So like, you know, the fact that they're connected um, and that that work's going to continue once we leave. Yeah. And true. I think that feeds into what you were saying too, about like, Hey, it's not like we're anything special. It's not like we're here. These like saviors to save, you know, save people here. <laughs> it's we're here to jump in and help. We come in with mm. open arms saying, Hey, what do y'all need? Mm. We're not here to tell y'all what y'all need. We're here to to ask y'all what y'all need and serve y'all in that way. So, so it feels like you're, what we're doing is picking up a part of the baton and running our, you know, days with it. And mm-hmm. then it's going to be passed on to mm-hmm. another group that will show up. And so it's that, that's the thing that I love about it is that we will never see the completed work, but we know that somebody's behind us. Somebody has been before us yeah, and yeah. we're trying to be as faithful as we can in this leg of the journey. Yeah, and particularly this year where there's, <laughs> You know, yeah. we're sandwiched between two other actually fairly large groups mm-hmm. and just trying to prepare our students' hearts for like, hey, like we're hanging the sheetrock on the wall, but somebody did the mucking last week and somebody else is going to do the mudding next week. Like this wow. is this is the larger church coming together. That's yeah. great. Which is cool. Yeah. And it, and it is really interesting. And that's a real, it's a real hard mental piece. Um, and I don't think it should be overlooked of like there is something to say like it's whenever you're coming in volunteering, you do want to see a project through and it's hard to like either start a project and not finish it or not be the one to start it. And so like, you know, I think the students have done a really, really, I've been blown away by this, their mindset and heart walking in and being so open to serving because that's a hard thing. And and it's a hard thing to not, um, kind of get, you know, obviously it's not about ourselves, but we have very egotistical natures as humans. So like, (laughs) it's hard for us not to make it about ourselves at times. And so to be able to lay down that part of ourselves and say, Hey, I would love to see this finish. I'd love to finish with my own hands, but like, that's not what we're, that's going to happen, but I'm here to jump in where I can and help where I, where it's needed. Like it's been yeah. really cool to see the students really take that on this week. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, having 150 kids that descends on, and so there, there's a, a local church that opens basically its doors for five days and just says, here you go, take, take it over. Yeah. And and like you had said before we had started the uh, recording, I mean, there's just, it just, it's just been inundated with our, our crew. Yeah. I can't imagine being in the mind of the pastor of this church, like, <laughs> <laughs> like watching like ants just <laughs> cover the space, yeah. uh, and, and do what we will. And particularly the way the guys, uh, <laughs> sleeping habits and just their stuff slowly spreads and creeps oh, across the floor. It's a refugee center and <laughs> at least where the dudes are. Yeah. I'm just like, this is horrible. <laughs> it's just, I just, it's just horrible. There's a very strong, uh, it smells like mildew. Feet. It just smells like feast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, adolescent kids in a space. It's just like, dear Lord. <laughs> it's it's a it's a damp room right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's no way around it. So what do you, what have what have y'all been seeing in terms of um like just the the community of Lake Charles? I mean, mm-hmm. we've talked a little about the devastation. I, I've been really shocked. Um, Jeff, as Jeff and I talked about this a bit yesterday, just as we were driving around, there's still the two years on, there's still blue tarps on. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm 
this is not a statistical analysis, but it seems like 50% of the roofs everywhere, um, everywhere you go, you see it. Blue tarps are still on the roofs Yeah, Yeah. and they're still just, you know, houses that are falling apart. And yeah. yeah. And Evan's had more conversations with, um, some of our clients than I have, but you get the feeling of, you know, I mean, they've had just one after another disaster and it Mm. was, you know, three years ago, there was the one hurricane and they, they rallied and they started to rebuild. And then two more hurricanes came in one year. And it's like, it just like deflates all of your motivation to keep going. Yeah. And, and so there, there are some that have rebuilt, but there's a lot of people that's like, like, what's the point? It's just going to happen again. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's there's only so much we can do. Braylon, the the main guy in I SWLA, would, would, he has this yeah. golden quote of it, it feels like pulling pouring Kool Aid in the ocean. Mm. Um, of what you're doing, it's good work, uh, but there's just so much. Yeah. And so, um, even if what we're doing can just give a little hope. Yeah. And yeah. and and fill up their emotional bucket, so to speak. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I, I would put it as the analogy of like, I'm sure we've all been there where you, you have your room and maybe your room gets a little dirty and it keeps, and it's very dirty and it becomes over almost overwhelming to where you're like, I need to do something, but it's almost too overwhelming to ever start. Yeah. Then they have to call in that hoarders, yeah. you know, <laughs> crew and they film you and that's, you know, yeah. <laughs> lift you up out of the, the yeah. house with a crane. But yeah, it's exactly like that. But that, that's almost what this community is kind of yeah. in, in a mental state of like, it's too overwhelming. Yeah. Like we don't know, like, where do you even start? Mm. Like whenever every single roof in this place, I mean, the schools that year, um, I was talking to one of the principals and she was explaining how, you know, they, you know, COVID happened. They didn't come back to school after spring break. Um, over the summer, her and all the teachers are planning about safety and, you know, social distancing, masks, gloves. Like, how are we going to get these kids back in school? Had this great game plan. And, like, literally that week before school was supposed to start, they had everything in order. We're super excited for students to come back in the building. That weekend, Laura hits. Oh. They don't have their first day of school until October 19th. That's two months, two months, two months later. And you're dealing with COVID on top of all that. Like, so not only are kids coming back to buildings that are probably not safe to be in, but they're still having to social distance. They're still having to do all. I mean, it's just, it's overwhelming. It's It's just like, where do you start? Yeah. And then you add in, um, the aspect of with every natural disaster with storms and stuff like that. Um, a lot of contractor fraud that comes into this area, people rolling in, them getting their insurance money, them paying a contractor, they either start the work or they just ditch town and with their money. And so the money they did have to rebuild is now gone. The school district here um, actually came out with a report this past week that $1.5 million was stolen from them in contractor fraud um, from these past storms. And so mm-hmm. like in a school district mm-hmm. where money isn't flowing to begin with, yeah, you're now even more in the hole, right? Yeah, yeah. So you can just, you, again, it's just this, this overwhelmingness that, that mm-hmm. you talk to these people and it's just like, and that's why, you know, I told the students like you're sitting there painting a wall in a school, but like it is so much, it means so much more to them than just a wall painted. Right. Yeah. Like it, it's a sign that life will move on and that mm-hmm. they can get out of this, yeah. that it mm-hmm. doesn't, it's not just the end of the line. Yeah. 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 Cause when you got your home and your school are in shambles, Right. And, and, or even if your home is repaired, your neighbor and like everywhere you go, you see it. Yes. So if, if we can create just one space of peace, 
mm. right? Um, you know, that'll that'll be something that's mm. felt. So the, I find this to be super interesting. And um, so there's the external things that are happening within Lake Charles and the work that um, our our church is uh, involved in and kind of being faithful in, in those spaces. And then there's another dynamic of uh, the students that have come and we have a speaker at night and there's a worship and there's things that happen. Mm -hmm. And it's really a, a, a time also on these work crews for kids to um um, get honest with some things that are happening or looking mm -hmm. at some things that are happening in their own lives mm -hmm. and have, you know, three or four unabated days just to begin to build relationships with adults that they trust. And I've been amazed at what some of these kids are sharing, what oh, some man. of these kids are. Could you attend to talk about that a bit? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've only gotten to sit in on a handful of their lunchtime conversations where you know, we'll just have them, have them read a couple of verses from Psalm 57 and then just a couple of questions of, um, you know, I sat in on one yesterday uh, where it's essentially David crying out to God and saying, like, I'm, I'm going to be steadfast, mm. but awake my soul. Um, and, and so just like having them process, like, okay, so David is being hunted by people and his life is in absolute chaos have you experienced chaos in your life in this week? And then students just start sharing and they start sharing like, Oh, well, this is how I experience and how I express chaos. And well, how do I get out of that? And mm -hmm. so then just starting to understand this need for awakening. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've walked in on like several leaders, like actually as they're sharing in these lunch devotions, like the leaders are like weeping <laughs> like as yeah. they're sharing their own hearts because they care so deeply and passionately. Um, and so for students to see that, mm. right. Um, and then that leads into, you know, last night we had some just extended prayer time mm. and you look out and, you know, sometimes you have the prayer time where it's like, they only go and pray with like the staff, or whatever, but you look out and it's students praying with each other yeah. and it's, um, the adult leaders seeking out, uh, the students and praying with them and over them. And, um, I don't know. It just felt like a picture of what church should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's, it really is just a deepening of the spiritual side while we're also walking out, yeah. uh, kind of a small expression of how we should be living on a day to day mm. basis. Mm. Yeah. I've been amazed just to watch that that dynamic you're talking about this week, because I think I, I've realized, and I've heard, you know, we've all heard this, that the last two years, particularly for adolescents has been really rough mm. and really difficult. Mm. Um, and, um, and so coming to a place where there is devastation all around and they're giving themselves to that mm. seems to be something that's really helpful, but then also to have space spiritually to, to understand that there's also a devastation that's happened internally yeah. for them and to have other people attend to that space. I, I, I'm just watching this kind of spiritual and emotional healing take place. Mm -hmm. And so it's a super tender, yeah. you know, it's a tough week and a tender week. You know, um, and I've, I've loved, I've loved being a part of it and watching you guys work in it yeah. as well. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's been really good. We, we shared last night, um, just that if we low our speaker, mm. uh, shared last night, you know, that we are in the call to lean into the brokenness of culture. 
to recognize it for what it is, not participate in it, but lean into it and plant gardens in the midst of thorns and thistles. Um, and part of how we do that is, is as we seek out our own healing in Christ and become more whole in him and holy in him, uh, then that actually in turn becomes seeds that we can plant into the culture around us. Right. Um, and so giving them that space actually allows them and prepares them to go back and live missionally. Mm -hmm. Um, which is really for me, that's a big piece of what this trip is about Mm -hmm. too, for students of, it's really easy to say like, Oh, I checked off my box if I did my mission trip and I can pat myself on the back. Um, but the calling is no like this it's for whatever reason, when you leave home, it's easier to sweat really hard and to serve other people and to put others needs first. Um, but if this can be a training ground for how we live on a day to day basis, um, and, and to continually seek out healing and praying with each other and, and doing the deep work as well as the putting others needs before your own work. Um, That's right. Yeah. I think like, I just think this is why I love missions in general. Um, you do love missions. I, do, I really do. Um, they've been very impactful in my own life. Yeah, and, I, yeah. you know, I think the reason for that, I mean, and I talk to a lot of people about this, is, is it's such a two-way street. Like, you know, the 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 vehicle is the service we're coming to do, but you know that we're here to serve and love, but you, you're getting just as much out of it mm. for yourself. And I think for me, something I always reflect on is, you know, one, you, you're tired. <laughs> Usually whenever you're on mission in it, you're just naturally breaking down these walls and these barriers. You get tired. You get, get to the end of yourself. You get to the end of Real yourself fast. and you, you look at yourself and you're like, okay, I don't have any more to give. So I have to like, I have to like turn to God in a way that I probably like physically I have to turn to God. Like, mm. man, I've got to wake up at 6am and <laughs> I've only gotten four hours of sleep the past three nights and I've got to go work a full day. And so there's that aspect, but I th- also think for like these students and people, you look around and there's a almost like a self reflection, at least that I w- I've seen and I've talked to people about w- that we are we're broken in of ourselves, and so whenever you're working on projects that are physically broken and you can see and you're helping restore them, th- there's a mental nugget of like you you're also being restored here through this work, right? And you know I think we can see ourselves as I'm. Um, overwhelming and don't, not knowing where to start in our own problems and our own chaos. Um, and so it's really cool to be whenever you can physically see an example of, okay, if we can, if we can get this project done here on this mission, that means I can work on myself as well. And I can, mm-hmm. and you know, like what you're saying, take that home with you, um, and apply that. That's yeah. really great. What are you, what are you hoping is the long-term effect of trips like these on the lives of students and uh, the adults that come along? Hmm. For me, you know, a lot of what we're doing in student ministry is trying to build culture um, and building a kingdom culture. And so, you know, when we take ourselves out of our normal rhythms, um, it's the breakdown of the culture that we know is accelerated. Um, and you, you begin to to cast a vision, so to speak, of, of hey, this is another way that life could look and to just give a picture of that. Um, cause I would, I would love, you know, some, someday down the road, like, and we didn't have to go on mission trips, but like, this is just who we are, 
You know what I mean? And I think that this mission trip does embody a lot of what our church is passionate about already. Um, yeah. But um, it, it's inviting people into a new reality, mm. I think. Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question or not. Yeah. I think some of that reality that I'm seeing is the relationships that are happening that mm-hmm. kind of cross boundaries and barriers. So you have kids from different schools, mm-hmm. you have kids that don't know each other, you have adults that are kind of thrown into the mix. And so mm-hmm. you've got this kind of sweat equity that's happening during the day. And then in the evening or even on the sites, just watching, as I said earlier, these relationships begin to form mm-hmm. and trust quite qu- quickly. And, and I think that's, I think leveraging that into the future for kids' lives of mm-hmm. having adults that they can trust. Mm-hmm. and kind of be able to share yeah. the things that maybe they're afraid to share mm-hmm. is really an antidote to that that culture of isolation that um, yeah. that's so yeah. prevalent. Yeah. Well, there, there's a story I got to tell real quick that I heard this morning from a work team adult that last night, um, you know, everyone on his team is different grades and, you know, none of them have, just like what you're saying, don't really interact, have never really known each other, interacted with each other beforehand. And he saw last night they were all with their friends, but as the night went on, they all began to found each other mm. as a work team and began to pray. And they came up to him and were like, can you pray with us too? Mm. And like, I'm like, you know, how neat is that? That like these people who would ne- never would have ever talked to each other outside of this environment and like mm. just like their God guidance was put together. Mm. And have this just moment where they're like, let's, let's like, yeah, we're sweating together. And so I trust you, like, let's sit down and like be real with each other. Mm-hmm. And so I heard that this morning. I was like, that's like, you know, that's what this is about is moments yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. So then the hope is like the breakfast club, like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> after detention is done, <laughs> will you still say will hi they, to me in the hallways, right? Together. Yeah. Will they ever yeah. see each other again? <laughs> right. That's the deal. Yeah. That's the hope, right? Uh, that's really, um, yeah. And another piece of that too, that became really prevalent to me, you know, on one of the nights we just had this prayer station where. Um, we were seeing the thorns and thistles, so to speak, the, the brokenness in our own lives yeah. and the lies that have been spoken over us and that we're believing. Uh, and then on the other side, um, you know, there's one mirror that you write the lies and another mirror that you can write God's truth. And I was reading through them and... So just, just to set the stage, the, one of the, it was really a, a station um, after um, the worship and the speaker mm-hmm. that there was mirrors... Uh, two mirrors that were placed out really kind of in, in four or five different stations like that. Mm-hmm. And one of the stations you stood in front of the mirror and you wrote the lies that, um, you had kind of ingested, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, whatever those lies were that you realized that, mm-hmm. that had become a truth in you. Mm-hmm. And then the next mirror you wrote, um, the truth about who God says you are. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the number of repeats that I saw mm-hmm. of, I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy, I'm alone, I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. Like all these students have like this incredibly deep struggle of isolation mm-hmm. and and shame. Um, and so, you know, we, we challenge them like, go look at it and pray over it, but see like, you're not the only one struggling with this. Yeah. You're not alone in it. And if we can open our eyes to it, um, like we all struggle with shame. Um, 
and a Jesus bears that on the cross and B uh, he gives us his body yeah. uh, that we can come together. And if we would just be vulnerable and, and mm-hmm. say like, yeah, I struggle with that too. Yeah. So, well, and that even transcends the students. I mean, I saw, I mean, myself, other adults were up there writing. I mean, going up to the lies as well and writing stuff down and yeah, writing down yeah. truths. I mean, like, and it's that connectional piece of like, Hey, we're all in this together. Like, yeah. you know, you don't all of a sudden overcome this when you turn a certain age and you have a job, like yeah. these are stuff that you're going to be combating your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even our staff, yeah. <laughs> it's like, man, I'm struggling with inadequacy this week. <laughs> like, right, 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 right. You know what right. I mean? And, yeah. and Jesus is yeah. like, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the things I love about um, kind of mission trips and have been, been formed in my own kind of past with these kind of things as an adolescent, as a kid kind of growing up in, in church is that they do, they, like you said, they get you out of your rhythm, mm-hmm. right? They get you out of a, a way of kind of thinking and being, and they, they disorient you because you're, you know, you're, you're thrown into, you know, a sweat lodge with a bunch of dudes. <laughs> You know, that just gets worse over time (laughs) and, and, and you're working all day. And then there's this, like this, these things that happen in the evening with these relationships that really have the tendency to open you up more. Mm. And, and so I think, I think it's genius what happens in spaces like this, Mm -hmm. you know, because we begin to see that we're like, you had said, we're not alone. Like each of us are carrying burdens um, that have to do with shame or isolation or not enoughness, mm. right? That those are, those are energies that really shape us. Yeah. And then to have a community that offers a counter narrative, you know, that says, actually, this is who love says you are in God, you mm. know, yeah. um, it's, it's freaking beautiful. These are weeks where I'm like, this is what community in the Bible looks like. Like mm. I, I wish I, there's part of me that's like, I wish this is what life looked like every day back home in Houston. But there's part of me that doesn't. Cause I'm glad I get to go home to a bed <laughs> and other things. You haven't, you haven't been sleeping next to the ninth grade yeah. boys. I'm just going to say. It becomes hell pretty quick. Yes. But like but the, the aspects of, of serving together, yeah. of just doing life together in the fullest of like, having the really high highs together, having the really low lows, sweating together, Mm -hmm. eating together, worshiping together like that, man, that's, that's what community is. Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, it's these weeks that you realize, Oh, I I was designed to enjoy this. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I think that there's a lot of adults and students who both kind of walk away being like that. That's what they get. They're reminded of this. Yeah. The other thing I think too, that, that it allows us to see a city differently you know, so we're so that I, I my one of my hopes is is that w- these kids see like um, a type of city that's kind of absorbed a lot of trauma, mm. and as we go back to Houston, there are parts of our city Absolutely. that have absorbed a lot of trauma, mm-hmm. right? That we yeah. are less than five miles from, yeah. and so the the question is always, or the work for me is always, how do we connect those dots? Mm-hmm. How do we continue to build relationships across divides to where we don't have to only come to Waco or, or, or Lake Charles or wherever the, yeah. you know, these yeah. things are happening, but to say, Oh, these things are happening in my own city, maybe even mm-hmm. in my own school, mm-hmm. right? Maybe in my own neighborhood. And how do that's we bridge those divides? Happening to the person right next to you. Right. Maybe even the person in your own house Yeah, right. that's with you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Great. Well guys, thanks so much for, um, 
coming and hanging out and talking and uh and also just for your leadership i've um just watching all work and uh, move in the world has been just such a gift to me and it's such um such a blessing to know you and to be sharpened by you and uh just appreciate you so much yeah, cool so for much you so too man yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you i appreciate it um well i'm matt russell i'm joseph patty i'm evan Naring. And this is Pod Have Mercy. Hello, neighbor, how are you? Really wanna shower you with love.